What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Two Worlds Podcast. I'm Jake, and with me, as always, is the Sydney Sweeney to my internet. It's Casey. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. What's up with you? Uh, you know, we're just we're here. We're doing the podcast. We're going to talk about our our movie of the year. So excited to talk about that movie. I wish this one could have been our 200th episode. Yeah, it would have right? been more fitting. Yeah, that's OK. Last week, we should have been like, hey, if you guys message us, you can go see Madam Web with us. <laughs> <laughs> we would have filled that theater. Yep. Uh, OK, well, before we do that, it's trivia time. I just grabbed three random ones from the box, oh. so who knows if we've done them or not. All right, Casey, question one. What is the name of Thor's human love interest? Natalie Portman. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. At different times, Ned Leeds, Roderick Kingsley, and Jason McIndale have all assumed the mantle of what Spider-Man nemesis? Uh, The Jackal? No. Ned Leeds. Oh, no, it's Hobby. It is the yeah. Hobgob. I knew that one. I'm just stupid. True or false, Marvel's first Ghost Rider series was about an Old West cowboy hero. It's false. It's true, actually. Oh, shoot. I didn't know that. Yep. He looks pretty cool. Yeah. Let's bring him up. Bring it on up. Oh, let's see here. Who had, in your opinion, while you're bringing that up, the old school Westerns, who had better, Marvel or DC? Mm, probably Marvel. Really? Even though DC had the old Jonah Hex? Well, I mean, are you asking my, like, Jake's yeah. opinion? Just, oh, yeah, well, just... then DC, then DC. But Marvel had a bigger variety and more characters. Like, because I could see, I could see that. I like. I'll also say my very small knowledge would be like, DC's had more staying power because of just because of Jonah Hex. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know that guy. Yeah, he is cool looking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Next. Multiple choice. What evil organization initially created the Cosmic Cube? Aim Hydra Hammer Industries. Um, I'm going to say, because I don't know, but I'm going to say Hydra. But it might be an aim. It is aim. Okay. Also multiple choice. Alexander Lucan is the owner of what massive petroleum company in the Marvel Universe? You don't need the choices. You know this. I mean, it's like Roxxon or whatever. Yep. Right? It's like that one's so easy because that one sounds so close to a regular oil company that's like, yeah, that's the only one. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, And finally, how very fitting... What is the name of the blind, clairvoyant woman that occasionally aids Spider-Man with hints about future events? Yeah. I'm joking. 
Madame Webb. It is Madame Weeb. Now, do you think it's weird? This is just something I was thinking about when I was watching the movie. That, like, in, like, old westerns, the, the lady that was running the brothel, basically the pimp, was called a madame. And she'd have all the, the prostitutes working for her. And then in this, it's like, you know, Madame Webb has got her three young girls with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know about this one, guys. Yeah. I agree. An interesting premise for sure. (laughs) Speaking of, man, let's just get into it. Yeah. All right. So Casey and I, although not together, we both did see Madam Web. So Casey, just a quick. From one to ten, what do you give it? Probably like a one and a half. Like, here's the thing, and I'm going to say this. It's it's bad, but it's also like you expect it to be bad. And there's not there's no A-list heroes or anything like that. So it's like not as disappointing as Flash. And like, I think you could have more fun with this movie than Flash. Like, Flash is just bad. This was like, you can laugh at this movie. Like, if you and me could watch this again and be making fun of it and having a good time. You know, like I could be like saying really smart, clever shit. Like, <laughs> madams. You remember, like, in the Old West, the brothel? <laughs> That's so weird, and we'd be dying. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. See, somebody somebody else asked me that, and it's like, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't, a, this is funny bad. To me, it was just bad. If I were watching with you, that would be something entirely different. But yeah. if you're not watching with friends, and you're like, I'm just going to watch a dumb movie to laugh. I don't no. think you'll laugh at this. This it's you, just bad. You could just because like and I, I I'm blaming the director and the writing, but like Dakota Johnson, because I don't think she's a bad actress. Like I'm not seen her in much, uh, you know, because I've not seen the Fifty Shades movies, but um, I don't think she's supposed to be a bad actress. And she's dog shit. Like she is clearly not trying like yeah. monotone through most of it. So it's like you could make the argument a lot of her stuff is laughably bad. <laughs> yeah. The the dialogue in general is atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. I this this is gonna make me sound like such an asshole, but that's okay. The guy, the bad guy, anytime he spoke, I was like giggling. Yeah. Cause at times he sounds he sounded like Borat. Yeah, no, it's and like I love the beginning when they finally find the spider and then he like shoots two of them in the head and he's like, just give it to me. It's like, I don't want to hurt you. It's like, dude, you just murdered two guys in front of her. You're gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't don't pull that like, oh, I'm not going to kill a pregnant lady because obviously yeah. you would if it came yeah. down to it. Yeah, I don't know. Every every time he spoke, I'm just like, holy shit, this is terrible. Yeah. They they did not like. I I don't know. I guess he was going to kill her either way, so it didn't matter. But that gal that he gets with in the beginning because she's like an intelligence agency person. I'm like, nobody's going to talk to their one night stand like that, even if you are just using them to get an item it's right. like this is terrible 
yeah no it's it was rough it was a hard it was like i said i think it could be something that you could watch with a group of friends and laugh at like and guffaw at but watching it for your own enjoyment it's it's bad like like because i've said this before i think a good director can take a shitty script and make it better just like a bad director can make a, a great script and make it shittier <laughs> and this and then like a shitty director can take a shitty script and just ruin actors' careers because that's how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I the the one one plus though is Uncle Ben. I'll say that. He was the only one that actually seemed like he was acting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And like clearly guys were gonna spoil stuff. So if you don't want spoilers, look at the timestamps. But uh the trailer shows all of them in costume. Yeah, And we get that for yeah. maybe 20 seconds on screen. Yeah, I mean, you see it. If you're like, I really want to see them in their costume, just watch the trailer because that's basically that's all you get. It. Yeah. Um, and what sucks is like, I think Sydney Sweeney's costume was fucking cool. Mm, I think all all three of those girls costumes were awesome. It's it's a it, it was a real shame, like because those three girls were at least having like I mean Sydney Sweeney wasn't the best in it but the other two were like actually had personality and were like you know they seemed like they were trying unlike you know Madame Webb was (laughs) (laughs) I yeah I don't know You, you could tell like especially especially at the very end Dakota Johnson was done yeah like the the final scene or two it's just like wow she is really she is checked out of this Mm -hmm. and i wasn't paying super close attention to different stuff i was just kind of like wow this is pretty dumb but there was one part that got mentioned on x that i saw that that was pretty funny is like throughout the throughout the movie she like thinks about you know like she gets like you know her visions of i think it's the letters like S. Uh, S. Yeah. Okay. And then what letter lands on the bad guy to kill him? P. The letter P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, S like traps him, but definitely doesn't kill him. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, what was the point of that? Um. So I, I was texting uh, the testing room boys about it a little bit, and. Alex was like, okay, well, what, were there at least any like cool action scenes or was the bad guy cool at least? And honestly, no, the action scenes aren't very good. The The funniest thing is like, it's a good thing Madam Webb loses her eyesight because like her best ability is her driving. And it's like, if she could see the future and drive, it'd be fucking <laughs> over for everybody. If she is so, like, she's got like Vin Diesel and Fast and the Furious, like one, like, the early ones. She's got like that level of driving in there, yeah. but it's all with like an old beat up taxi car or <laughs> um, an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, not like the cool souped up cars. Yeah, I I don't know. I like holy shit product placement, Pepsi. I mean, mm. it was one of the worst. Uh, examples of overly placed products I've ever seen in a movie. And 
I also, I don't understand, like, twice in the movie, they're like, this building down by the docks is packed full of explosives. Mm-hmm. And it's a Pepsi factory. That's so what's going it. on? I don't... Well, it's, well, dude, don't you remember back in the early 2000s when Pepsi was like, you know, we need to dabble into um, <laughs> fireworks. <laughs> yeah, they also didn't say fireworks. They say explosives. And I it's they, all I, fireworks. I thought they did say it was fireworks. I don't I thought I don't think so, but maybe they did. Maybe they I, did. I thought that the uh, when mm. the firefighter was like, "Hey, this is this place is full of fireworks. We can't send our guys in there; it'll explode." Uh, well, and then maybe. then we hear it again because then she sees it in real time instead of seeing it as like a future thing while she's like killing the guy because she's compressing his chest. <laughs> the guy's like, "I'm I'm alive. Please stop." <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so speaking of that, there's there's one scene where Madam Webb has the three girls in a hotel room and teaches them all how to uh, perform CPR. And boy, they got their moment to shine at the end when they had to perform CPR on Madam yeah. Web. Like, I remember when that scene happened, someone in the theater stood mm. up fully erect and they're like, no, no, do the kiss alive too. <laughs> I was asked to leave after that. I mean, they were asked to leave after that. So uh, what happened at the end, man? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> See, this is the type of jokes that you could say if you're seeing it with your friends and not by yourself at the movie. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure my eyes like rolled out of my head whenever they had to give CPR in that scene. I'm just like, God, this is so stupid. I was really hoping that like it was gonna be like after when she fell in the water, then like you know, she gets out of the water and then it's just her waking up from when she drowned at the beginning. <laughs> I was hoping that was gonna be how it <laughs> That would have been crazy. <laughs> I <sighs> Jesus. I, I don't know. I don't know. There there were just so many scenes where I'm thinking, God, this is this is just stupid. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. The like in any time, any time that those three girls were together without Madam Webb, they were just doing the stupidest shit. Yeah, I I really don't think people would do knowing full well that someone's after them to kill them. Well, I mean, I don't think anyone would also be like, oh my god. I fucking love this song. I'm at a restaurant. I'm going to stand on the fucking table and start dancing. And nobody says anything. No one's like, hey, get down from there. They just let it happen. Well, you know what would have happened if like the waitress would have came up like, hey, you girls get down from there. The, the one girl would have been like, how about you get up here? She's like, you talked me into it. Because <laughs> that's basically <laughs> how it happened. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I do love that. Like, it was also they had been abducted in quotes that day. And then this random truck driver is reading the paper. He's like, Oh, these are those abducted girls. Yeah. It would have made more sense if it was on TV. Cause I mean, what are the odds that he's the same day getting a newspaper with them on the I cover? Know. I know <laughs> at this random ass fucking diner in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. 
Like, hurry, hit the hit the fucking printers. We got to get him out to the yeah. diner. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't really like any of the girls that much. They like no. none of them were very likable, especially Madam Web. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where I think had they had a competent writer <laughs> and a competent director, it could have been they could have made them you know made them more likable but i don't think i don't think sony gave a shit and i don't think the people writing it gave a shit then and it was kind of like no fucks given throughout and you can see with dakota johnson that she really didn't care (laughs) yeah yeah i mean you know it's come out that she dumped her talent agency after doing this too so it's like oof i don't you just you know that she was like, oh, man, it's time for me to get in on this superhero stuff. And it just went as poorly as it could have. Yeah. I don't know. I it it was just so bad in every way. I'm trying to think of like. Some positives, but. I think the only one I've got is uh, is the costume and that Ben was like somewhat normal. Yeah. And uh, the, I mean, I will say some of the car stuff was kind of fun. Like that's sure. just me kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like the, I never uh, Madam Web could drive like that. I know, right? <laughs> the um... shit. What was I gonna say? It had something to do with what you had just said prior. With the cars? No, before that. Um. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's eh, a forgettable movie. It oh, is. This is one thing I will say, and I don't mean this. I know this is a movie that you actually do hold dear to your heart, but there's a lot of stuff that the director did that made me think, and not in a good way, of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. There's a lot of things that, like, that's how the, that's the feel that this movie has is like that era superhero movie, <laughs> like all of the bad stuff. Yeah. I'd rather watch Daredevil. No, same here. Cause it, like, it, <laughs> like even though that one's not good, it's still a thousand times better than this. Yeah. I I don't. You know the the even even down to like you know I like mythology and stuff like that, but the mythology of the Spider People, I'm just like, dude. And anytime they showed them, it was like, it's well, funny. let's replay the one scene we filmed of it. Mm-hmm. And they did it three times. Yeah, it was so funny. We oh, got and also, no other scene of them. Yeah, dude, there's a question I have for you because it didn't make any it did not make a lick of sense to me. So there's a part when she's having her visions about the three girls and she goes to rescue them. Also, I always had this like funny like headcanon. Remember when she's on like this is like tangent but when she was on the train and there's that old lady with the white hair yeah how funny would that be if that's may <laughs> yeah yeah because he's like you know uncle ben's like ah oh, met this girl and I'm like that would then put it into the rammy verse because it's like yeah that lady will be aunt may <laughs> <laughs> but they're you know that the dude's on the train they can all see him. The cops can't see him. And he's just wasting cops, you know, and like the cops are like, first off, 
they arrest Dakota Johnson. One's like, do we really arrest the black spider girl? If any of them's going to get arrested, but, <laughs> but yep. they arrest Dakota Johnson and then they all get killed by this bad spider guy that they can't see. Like they could just couldn't see him like, Oh yeah, this guy's just murdering them, but it's clearly the white girl. It made no sense. And then later on, when he's attacking Uncle Ben and all of them, people can see him. Like it's like, oh yeah, this guy's he's he's visible. Yep. So what what was going on? Fuck if I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole thing where they're trying to arrest Madam Webb made no sense anyways. Because well, She's like, hey, this lady's trying to abduct me. The cops don't do anything. They don't run up nothing. Mm-hmm. And then they just leave. And then the next scene, you know, the cops are like, get on the fucking ground. It's like, what? Where did that well, they, come from? They had to get back up because Dakota Johnson's so tough looking. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I've seen how she drives. She's fucking wild. That was that was just so bizarre to me that, that with like, no context, no description given, nothing. These cops were like, all right, let's arrest this guy right now. Mm-hmm. It was so stupid. Yeah, I didn't think about that not being able to see him thing. I remember while that was happening, I'm like, huh, I wonder why they can't see him. But then it, it never came up again. No, never. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just... I don't, the whole the whole movie was full of of moments like that where yeah, I'm like, huh, I wonder why this is happening, and then it never gets touched on. And then one thing I thought was just funny too was like, so she has the vision after the girls leave to go to the diner, and she has the vision that she walks to the diner. Bad guy shows up after she gets there, she fights them, and they all die. And then she's like, I'm gonna fucking drive my car. That's the and I'll run right into him. How much? How slow was she driving? Because that guy got there before her when she, you know, was driving. But before, when she was walking and didn't know where she was going. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like, okay, the girls made it seem like they were walking a while. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you got us lost. You took a wrong turn. Dakota Johnson got there in the time it took um, Toxic by Britney Spears to play. Yeah. It's like, what is going on? Well, in all fairness, that this was 2003. That was on the radio a lot. They were on that table for about two hours <laughs> dancing <laughs> to it. Fair enough. I think that song is great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that. It was stupid, very mm-hmm. stupid. But hey, guys, if this, this this YouTube video gets. I don't know, 100 likes, me and Jake will watch it on Twitch. That's a thing you can do, right? And we will talk over it like a couple of silly geese just for you guys. Well, Mystery Science theatered it for yeah. you. Oh, man. What was your rating? Because you didn't say I, I was I was too chatty about it whenever. Oh, for sure. A one. Yeah. Like. Again, the testing room boys, they know how much or how you strongly <laughs> how strongly I feel about like uh Ragnarok and uh the other one. They're like, well what was worse? Would you rather watch this or that again? And I would rather watch Madam Webb because mm-hmm. the difference is is like I care about Thor. Exactly. That's the I same don't thing I care like about Flash. Madam Webb. So like yeah. this was just bad. I didn't get angry watching it. I'm like, man, this just sucks. Yeah. 
So that's that's the difference. This this is so like forgettable and bland and bad. Yeah, it's like I like I was saying, it's like a this movie takes place in 2003 and it's very much like a 2003 superhero movie. <laughs> but apart from apart from Britney Spears and like one single Beyonce billboard, you wouldn't know. Okay, so there, it's it's kind of funny because like I was this is all coming from Twitter, but there was a uh, the uh, Pepsi um, Pepsi fireworks factory actually got closed down in 2003. So this was like oh they're like oh this is a fun little New York thing or it was like something like that. And then but then someone was like, wasn't there a kid with a PSP and those didn't come out until this time? And they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> there was just zero homework done oh yeah i mean clearly look at it. it's a madam web movie they're not <laughs> yeah. too worried about it yeah my goodness but we had to go see it yep we had to and we will see the sequel too <laughs> if this yeah. movie doesn't break Two billion dollars at the domestic box office. I'll take Dakota Johnson out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you're really setting her up for failure, huh? But, she so, messaged, she's messaging me back. It's like it's getting close, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to think that after this, and isn't it this year when we get Craven? I don't know that one. I like. That one's like just dumb. It's not even funny. Like Madam Web, like why the hell are you making a Madam Web with Craven? It's like why the hell? And I don't care. <laughs> not true, but but don't you think between these two movies, surely Sony will be like maybe we need to stop because these aren't like Spider Man movies. Spider Man will always make money, mm-hmm. but Craven and Madam Web are not going to make them any money. I mean. It doesn't matter. They're, they're talking about Silk. There's no... I, Dude, well, unless we get a Silk, sure trailer. Silk's a television show. We will talk about that when the news comes around. I thought it was a movie. No, it's going to be an Amazon Prime show. Okay, well then, never mind on that front. But anyway, speaking of the news, let's get into it. Yeah. I'll you got a few do. more than me. Yeah. Or do you want me to go through mine? Yeah, just go through yours and then I'll, All right. I'll go through mine. So uh, on Valentine's Day, Marvel put out a uh, a happy Valentine's Day thing that confirmed all the members of the cast, which we knew most of them. But uh, it is officially going to be Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and Evan Moss Backrack. So... Uh, yeah, the uh, I don't know. The Valentine was whatever. Like the art was really good. I liked the uh, the logo. Um, I just don't really I don't know the cast that much outside of Pedro. And I saw Vanessa Kirby in one thing. So yeah, I just think they kind of casted them all too old because, like, you need. I mean, to me you need like this should be like something you build around and i think reed you can even do younger with reed because he's a fucking super genius and all that nonsense but like ben graham should be like 30s reed probably 30s sue late 20s johnny should be teens 
and like the actors don't have to be but like at least playable in those areas and then work up from there but getting someone that's going to be you know damn near 50 by the time the first movie comes out uh, you're not going to be able to build around that too much in my opinion unless he just ages like wine you know like he's like still looking good he's like 80 years old on his third marvel movie and you're like dude's looking good still <laughs> yeah no i agree i didn't love i didn't love the the rumor when we heard it was pedro to mm-hmm. begin with so yeah it's a bummer it's a bummer that they're not all younger and will do this for a while yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what it means i don't know yeah. if marvel's not banking on doing fantastic four for a while or what but i don't know part of me thinks they're just like we need to try to hit it out of the park and pedro's hot right now so they're trying you know just trying to cash in on that but because like and that also kind of goes in on this because like to me i think if you want to do the fantastic four you really shouldn't do like an a one of their a tier villains that's you know that's never how they did like you know you or you know you shouldn't be like oh yeah let's blow our load on the first movie that's what they're doing this time. They're getting Galactus yep. with Silver Surfer. And I even heard Dr. Doom's going to be in it too. <sighs> I would do Dr. Doom like as a side character, Mole Man as the main baddie. Yeah. It, that it's got to be someone small. Because what are they going to do next? Mole Man, right? And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, this doesn't. Yep. Ooh. And you could, I mean, because it would have been so much better. How much, how awesome would it be if the first movie you have Mole Man, they win the day, you know, they're learning how all their powers and shit they win the day and then it ends with like the after credit scene silver surfer you know basically announcing galactus is coming that'd be dope as hell i agree i don't know it's not the first time we've seen them do something like this so yeah all right and then my only other bit of news is that ec comics is coming back through Oni Press, I think this was doing it. Now I just lost my 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 note here. Yeah, it is Oni Press. So are you familiar with EC at all? They're like a lot of their stuff was pre-comics code. So a lot of like horror or like here's a spaceman fighting a dinosaur and you know, a gladiator arena on Mars, just like shit like that. Right. Yeah. Um, so they're coming back and they've announced some of the writers and artists already. We've got Jason Aaron, Brian Azzarello, uh, Colin Bunn, Christopher Cantwell, um, Joshua Fialkov, Matt Kent, Stephanie Phillips, and then for artists, they've announced Kano, Peter Krause, uh, Dustin Weaver, and then covers by Lee Bermejo, Greg Smallwood, and J.H. Williams III. That, they're really bringing it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy lineup there. So I'm, I'm betting it's going to be a lot of horror and then just a lot of like zany, weird shit. Mm-hmm. But could be cool. It could be, yeah. I mean, it's pretty dope line. Like it's a pretty, pretty dope lineup. So yeah, couldn't shouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. 
All righty. So I'll start with this. Titanic Creations, they made Titanicus. And they just re- they recently were doing Gorgo. They're doing a new lineup of toys. So we're going to get Yongary, which is like this South Korean Godzilla ripoff. Um, then there's uh, Polgazari, which is a North Korean uh, like monster that was like it's like that 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 movie where I told you about where they they um Kim Jong uh ill kidnapped this like famous North Korea uh, South Korean director and his wife and had them be in the movie. That one they're doing another Titanicus and some more and a Gorgo reissue. It's pretty exciting. We don't you don't get a lot of figures of these these monsters. So yeah, I mean. I'm interested in the Polgazari because I've seen that one. I've not seen the others, but they look good. Titanic Creations does pretty solid work. So if you guys are, you know, toy heads, be pretty cool. And hey, Titanic Creations, if you want to send it to me to open up on talk about on the podcast, I'll gladly do it. <laughs> who's who's your favorite of all those? Um I haven't seen like I haven't really seen any of them, and I will say Polgazari is not a good movie, but he looks cool. But it's like basically the movie's this monster that you know helps beat the bad guys, and then it's like it then starts eating everyone, like all of their food, all their metal and stuff, and like you know gets really fat and lazy, and then they have to kill it too. Like that's basically <laughs> the way the movie goes, and it's. It's not a good watch. I'll just say that. Like, you know, normally when you're watching a subbed movie and you're like, you can't really tell if they're bad actors because you don't speak their language. This one, (laughs) you can tell they're very bad actors. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anything, I I think that the the figures look pretty neat. Yeah. Like I said, they, they do some nice looking work, but, you know, who's got that much money? I say in a room full of Godzilla shit. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of Godzilla, we got the Godzilla Kong trailer number two. Did you watch it? Hell yeah. Dude, it looks so dumb. So much fun dumb. Like, I can't wait till, you know, uh, Legendary gets bought by Paramount. Then we can do um, a King Kong Fast and the Furious crossover where he's like, you know, Ben's like, you need to, you need to do this for your family. And King Kong like gets in his car and they, (laughs) they drive off. Oh gosh. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Same here, dude. Like I'm not, I'll be like, I don't even know what's going on with the Fast and the Furious shit, but boy, this is awesome. But it's so funny because like I watched one trailer for Godzilla minus one. And I was like, I want to go into this blind because and like same thing with Shin Ultraman and Shin Commerce. I want to go in this blind. This one, I don't care. You can tell me shot for shot what happens. (laughs) And I'm still going to enjoy it because it's just so dumb. Absolutely. Just like Madam Web. (laughs) This one, this one will be, I think, a little bit better. Something tells me. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Just, I'm wait. I'm gonna use my my Madam Web powers. <laughs> this movie's gonna be good. Hell yeah! Also, guys, if you saw Madam Web, let us know down below what you think of it, and let us know down below what you think of the Fantastic Four casting and this new old uh, Godzilla Kong. Okay, and then we also got the X-Men 97 trailer. Did you see this? Yep. 
What do you think? Looks fine. Yeah, I'll say this. The one thing I don't like, I don't think the animation's worth a shit, which is like it's keeping up tradition of the X-Men 97, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. That that show. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with liking it. I also like that show. But you're fooling yourself if you're saying it's not purely nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And okay, did you watch all of it? Because I don't remember like the last season. I've, I mean, I've never like sat down and done a start to finish watch. Okay. Any, anything thought... I've seen would have been from when we were kids. Okay, because I was going to ask you because this is like people are outraged because Morph is in this. And they are now non-binary and people are like, X-Men's gone woke. And it's like, gone? But um, I, I, I remember Morph being killed in the first episode. And then they're like, psych, he, he is alive. But now they're just pretending to be an actor. And then like, yeah, so I... I didn't know if they came back to the X-Men or something. And I, I don't have no idea. I have I no idea. Like, I don't remember this. But yeah, I just thought it was funny. I, I, I want to ask you, though. Do you think this new X-Men is too woke? Or are people that ask if the X-Men are woke or just plain stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I think we know the answer to that. Yeah. The uh, the thing that. That tickled me is I, I saw a. Uh, a side-by-side comparison of that famous rose <laughs> fat ass shot from the original and then what she looks like in the new one people are like come on they took away your dump truck ass i saw one i'll try to i'll probably see it again because like i saw about 10 times on twitter but they took that same picture but instead they switched spots so it's apocalypse laying down with the rogue yep. ass and then the ropes to the, the new rogue standing there I, uh, a lot of artists were doing, uh, like a challenge for it where they were putting anybody in that position. And yeah. I thought it was hilarious. That is so funny. Okay. And then we're getting a new Godzilla comic in June by Louis June. Uh, it's Godzilla versus Varen versus Australian skaters. Like, what kind of skaters are we talking? I look like skateboarders. So Here, here's my question, Casey, since you're the expert. Yeah. Is Godzilla strong enough to crush a couple of skateboarders from Australia? I'm going to say, yeah, the Australian skateboarders. Now, if it was like, you know, some crocodile hunters from Australia, it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then since we were just talking about how much, you know, the greatness of uh, the Sony spider-verse nicholas nicholas cage is in talks to play spider-man noir in the upcoming spider-man noir series or movie or whatever so that's cool like i genuinely do think that is cool yeah i mean that has like this is what you need to be doing from the start instead of being like wow let's make movies about rhino and craven and fucking bad bunny's weird wrestling character that he wants to do and madam webb and Morbius and fucking Venom. Venom. I will Venom. I, Venom I could get, work. Venom I work. Get. Yeah. But instead of doing all of that, let's do 
alternate versions of Spider-Man. Like that's so much better. Yeah, everyone agrees that that's just smarter. <laughs> the I only thing I that- would want, uh, I want Spider Punk. Give, yeah. give me punk rock music and Spider-Man. I'm, yeah. I'm ready for it. Be dope as hell. Or hell. This one just seems like it'd be easy money. Just give us a damn Spider-Gwen movie. Mm-hmm. Like, easy money. <laughs> yeah. At least mine. I'm throwing money yeah. at it. Um, And then there's going to be the, the Silk Amazon show, which we kind of mentioned briefly. The entire writing room, except for the showrunner, has been fired because they're like we need to overhaul this whole thing and you know focus on a male audience so we're going to be getting the dance slot pheromones <laughs> <laughs> so i saw i saw this and the article had taken some some artwork of silk and just given her gigantic tits and it's like I can't tell if this is like an onion type of article or if they're being for realsies with this. Yeah. It's going to be something. It's going to be something. Yeah. And I'm probably going to watch it. <laughs> I'm for sure going to watch it. I'm not going to say I might. I'll probably end up being, you know, like this is terrible, but I'm hopeful that, you know, I mean, it's Twitter where everyone's freaking out. So it's like, yeah, that's kind of what you do. So. Yeah. But also, you and I kind of, I think, at the same time, became Silk fans. Yeah, it was just like we we both were just like, ah, let's pick up this Silk book that's out, unbeknownst to each other. Or I mean, you knew I was reading it since you you know the one that leaned <laughs> <laughs> my book. But <laughs> but we just you know we just both like, oh, let's read it. And Casey, like, oh. I didn't know that you were yeah. reading this. I yeah. packed the box. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. Like what? Who who was the first writer that we that we read? Because it wasn't the Robbie Thompson. But people are saying he was the one that actually kind of got it right. And then it was, uh, it was that one gotta, that one writer that we both really like that did the Iron Fist book too. I'm blank on her name. Uh the first one was Maureen Goo. Okay. And then after that, uh, Emily Kim. Okay. And then, yeah, Kim did this last one as well. Both are very good. But I I hear the Robbie Thompson one was supposed to be very good also. Yeah, he did. He did two series. Um, Again, stupid. Uh, You know, in 2015, they did the same shit they're doing today where Robbie Thompson Mm -hmm. did seven issues and they're like, let's reboot it. And then he did 19 more issues. It's yeah. Like, just make it one fucking series. Yeah, right. I I don't know. I need to see if maybe maybe they've done like a Silk by Robbie Thompson trade paperback. And if that's mm-hmm. the case, I need to get that for us both so we can check out yeah. his stuff too. But that's the news, guys. What did you read this week, buddy? Oh, shit. Uh, I've got Green Lantern 8, Wesley Dodd, Sandman 5, Vengeance of the Moon Knight 2, Blade 8, Bloodborne, Bleak Dominion 4, Witcher Wild Animals number 4, Batman and Robin 6, and Spider-Gwen Smash number 3. Ooh, no Transformers this week, huh? 
Uh, no, no Transformers this week. All right. So I got Batman 143. I hate Fairyland number 11. Night Thrasher number one. Uh, Wolverine Sabretooth War part three and issue 43. Transformers issue five. Wesley Dodds, The Sandman, number five. Blade, number eight. Green Lantern, number eight. Batman and Robin, number six. All right. Would you like to go first? Sounds good, man. So, uh, Batman, The Joker, year one, part two. This is by Chip Zdarsky. And they decided not to put the artist names up front. So I'm going to have to stretch for time. Um, we got uh, Giuseppe Camicoli and Andrea Sorrentino on the art. And it's good. good art. Yeah. No, I mean, it's like good art, neat story. It just, it's one of those stories that like I'd enjoy a lot more if it was just an Elseworlds story. Like that's, that's what it boils down to. It's like, I don't need to know how Joker became so skilled and then all this extra stuff, you know, it it's not important to me. Like it is with like Batman and stuff. And even then I don't think we need it that much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good story. Zdarsky does do a good job of like kind of juggling the stuff that came before. So like, Batman Year One, because like it, it, it's more of a sequel to that with like a lot of the Joker stuff, you know, like that's where it picks up with like the past stuff, but then the future stuff, it's its own thing. But it's good, like I said last last time it came out, it was like, yeah, the, the, there's two different, you know, ways to grade it. Just like my own personal thing, like I don't think it's necessary and it doesn't, but it's still good quality. And then like just looking at it as like its own separate thing, I'm gonna go probably nine and. For my own, you know, annoyed that we're getting a Joker origin story again, I'll probably go six and a half because it's like, we don't need it. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. It is good quality. It's just kind of like I'm left going. What's the point? That's why I didn't pick it up, man. I was like, yeah. I'll, I'll check out the next arc. And then I saw that it was this Joker thing. I'm like, nope, never mind. Yeah. All right. I will talk about Vengeance of the Moon Knight, number two. It's written by Jed McKay with art by Alessandro Capuccio. And this whole issue is about uh, Tigra. Tigra? 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 I always say Tigra. Some people say Tigra, though. I think I usually say Tigra, too. It just sounded weird in my head. Yeah. Uh, But anyway... It was cool. I liked that it. it was a Tigra centric issue. Um, she's just talking to the therapist about how she doesn't think that this is like a resurrected Mark Spector. And it kind of showcases the Midnight Mission's first fight with this new Moon Knight. And he's got some new powers, which are pretty damn cool. He can like within a certain radius make it totally like dark, like no, but not even Tigra with her cat eyes could see through it. Um, prob- probably because it's I would I would assume some sort of magic. 
but anyway, it was cool. I really like this book still. It's a very strong start. And gosh, it I think it's probably my pick of the week this week. I'm going to give it a, a 10 out of 10. Nice. All right. So I hate Fairyland 11. Oh, I don't care about you, Microsoft Bing. Get out of here. But I hate Fairyland number 11 by Scotty Young and Brett Bean on the art. This is kind of annoying. Like, first issue we get in a while, and it's just like the same joke over and over again. Claudia is in the, uh, you know, real world and she gets hit by a car and that cuts to Fairyland and Gert finds out Claudia's dead. And then it's like, nope, turns out she got resuscitated. And then the ambulance crashes that she's in and then she's they're like oh she's dead again but she then gets struck by lightning and you know rejuvenates her heart ah she's alive again and then she gets hit by an airplane that's driven by a taylor swift knockoff and then it's like ah this time she's dead for real but she's not and that's how it ends it's just like that was the whole issue same joke over and over again Sounds pretty cool. I mean, it was not my cup of tea at all. So I'm gonna like the art's good. As like, I, if you like that art, you'll like this. Like you know, like the art in this. But the the story just like it did not hit for me at all. So I'm going for sol- oh. sol- you know, solidly on the art. All right, Spider Gwen Smash Number Three. By Melissa Flores and Enid Balam on the art. I liked it. Uh, pretty much just comes down to this universe's Bruce Banner is who is making like Rick Jones into a Hulk or whatever, and he doesn't remember what he does while he's Hulk. And it's because he's like super obsessed with dazzler and just i don't know wants to experiment on her because he likes to experiment on superpowered people or maybe give just give people powers we're not super clear on that yet but by the end of this issue he also kidnaps mary jane and turns her into carnage um but yeah, I like this book. The only the only thing that I don't like about Spider-Gwen stuff is Mary Jane. She's just a bitch, like all the time. <laughs> and she's she's never once likable in any yeah. in any Spider-Gwen comic I've read. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if that's just a me thing or what, but I do not get it. Yeah. But I like everyone else in it, and the art is pretty cool. Um so I'm going to give it a 7.5 and also a little David Nakayama cover for the next issue is super rad. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in what that fight's going to be like. Let us know down below. Do you like Mary Jane and Spider-Gwen or do you think she is just a, just a big old jerk? All right, but Night Thrasher by Jay Holtman or Holtham, depending on how you want to say it, and <laughs> Nelson Daniel. Um, this is like it's weird because, like, early on in my 
my comic book stuff. My brother had New Warriors. And so like a lot like I wasn't I was young enough that I wasn't really reading them, but I was just looking at them. And so like I remember a lot of these characters, but I don't remember much about them. So it's like it's kind of cool seeing them here. And there's a lot of like member berries, like, oh, I remember this guy, remember this girl, that type of thing, but like, I don't know anything about him. But it's cool. Night Thrasher does some cool stuff in this. And then at the end, we get a big reveal of Rage, which we haven't seen him in a good while. And yeah, it's it's cool. I like it. Uh, I'm interested in seeing where it goes with these characters. So I think Night Thrasher looks cool as all hell. Like 90s, but you know, I like that aesthetic. So I'm going to go seven. So uh, Trad Moore did a variant. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you know my feelings on yeah. Trad's art. It's It's more miss than hit for me, too. And uh, I was just like, boy, <laughs> that does not make me want to pick up this book. Yeah. Not that I would have anyway, because I never read Night Thrasher, but yeah. Night Thrasher is what I have sometimes when I eat too much pizza before bed. I just thrash away. Thrash your toilet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. The Witcher Wild Animals, number four. By Bartosz Stibor and Natalia Rerekina. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, this was the final issue of this miniseries, and I didn't care for it. I didn't like how it wrapped up at all. This this really this didn't feel like a Geralt story very much at all. And, uh, you know, by the end, he doesn't really save the day. And then he just kind of walks off into the sunset and it's like the end. I was very disappointed because I liked the other issues. Yeah. But I just feel like even though Stibor writes all of these miniseries, it's more hit than miss. But I feel like maybe every third one is a big miss. and. This is one of those. So wasn't the last like the last one, the ending kind of sucked. Like you were like there for the ride for the other two, and then you got the ending, and you're like, oh, this is kind of a letdown. Yeah. I I don't know. He just I guess he just doesn't know how to end the yeah in the miniseries. Which I you know, endings are hard, I get it. But this I don't know. Just like have Geralt kill some stuff or something at least, mm-hmm. you know. Um but it's whatever. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Right on. All right. So Wolverine, issue 43, Sabretooth War, part 3. This is by Victor Laval and Benjamin Percy with Jeff Shaw on the art. And uh, this one's fine. It's more of a uh, filler issue than like the last one. The last two were just fucking balls to the wall bonkers. And this one, it's like, ah, we're setting stuff up. And that's, you know, there's nothing really to complain about there, but they beat people up. And I, I realized, I mean, I didn't know this, but they they kind of s- said some stuff about um, X-23 or Laura that she's not actually a Wolverine clone. So it's like, I, I didn't know that. Uh, she was I always thought she was a clone, but to make it sound like yeah. she might actually be a might actually be a regular daughter 
Uh, Wolverine? Yeah, so I don't know how that works. So I, I kind of need to do some Wikipedia research. But then we're getting like that. You remember that Sabretooth and the Exiles that came yeah. out that that I thought was like Exiles, but then it turns out it's not Exiles. It's a different <laughs> different Exiles team. They show up in this, and they're going to try to kill Sabretooth. And Sabretooth, you know, is like doing some crazy stuff with a uh, Kid Omega's head. And yeah, it's uh. It's interesting, and like I said, just kind of it's it's kind of a filler issue that just does like a little bit of plot stuff where that we weren't getting since the other two issues were just like ripping people apart and murdering them. <laughs> so yeah, it's good. It's you know fine. It's going like an eight out of ten. It's not quite what I want from this series. Yeah. Um. Okay. Bloodborne: The Bleak Dominion, number four. It's written by Colin Bunn with art by Peter Kowalski. Again, did not like this. It did not wrap up well at all. Um, the art's never super strong on this book, but that on top of not liking the ending just really brought this entire issue down. Huge bummer. Um, this one's going to get a three, three out of ten. Yeah. All right, so Transformers by Daniel Warren Johnson. He's doing the art and the writing. Yeah, it's takes like the art in this is awesome. It's so like Transformers. I'm not, I'm just not the biggest Transformers guy. Like, there's some cool stuff that happens, but nothing that makes me go, like, oh man, if this was anyone else doing the art, <laughs> I would not be reading it. But the art's so good, it's pretty cool. I'm just here for it, you know. Um, like, like hell, look at this last page. You get this as the the big bad reveal. Like, that's cool as hell looking. Yeah, it is. But I just don't really care that much about the Transformers, so I'm gonna go seven, maybe six and a half out of ten, because it's just like, it's not grabbing me story-wise. It's just awesome stuff going on. I just have our mutuals. Same here. What word do you want to do, then? Uh, let's go. Green Lantern, Blade, Sandman, Batman, and Robin. Sounds good. This Green Lantern cover makes me laugh. You like it or don't like it? I don't. Like Kyle looks like he's got the Joker serum, like you know the, the Joker laugh stuff going on. Green Lantern looks like he's very like you just said like his costume looks stupid and he's very upset about it. Kilowog just I think Kilowog the, looks cool. He but his little things where it's normally those are like supposed to be like tusks look like kind of like you know my my parents uh dog like their uh, boxers jowls where like you could flick it like that's how like looks like we could just kind of flick his little little tusks and they just kind of flop around. <laughs> Yeah, all right that doesn't do it for me well this is green lantern number eight it's written by jeremy adams and i'm on k noel pan did the art um thought it was a good issue actually i think the art's pretty fucking rad in this but what do yeah. you think man the art's good seeing adam's is good that little his, the little hope guy that they got here though it's like boy why is he like why is he such a douchebag? 
<laughs> like makes zero sense that he is just this much of a douchebag for no reason. Yeah. And you know, like I'm I'm interested in seeing where it goes, but I just really did not like that character. Like it was just he was, I thought, written so poorly for supposed to be a beacon of hope. <laughs> sure. Xandu looks great though. Yep. And then the backup story is by Ron Mars and Dale Eagle Sam doing the art. And I liked it. I don't know how he made real coffee, though. That was one thing I need to just I'll I'll twix that to uh, Ron Mars and ask it, ask him how. But because like even after the because if you notice, even after like the construct of the coffee cup is gone, coffee is still there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But it's pretty cool. We're going to get some Joe stuff with uh, Kyle next time. So that's pretty cool. And they tease Jessica Cruz coming back. Yeah. So that's, you know, she's a favorite of the show. So, yeah, I mean, it's a solid issue. I'm going to go with an eight. Yeah, I was feeling about eight and a half. And now next up, it is. Blade, the world's greatest comic, which is a bit braggadocious and a kind of over the top, in my opinion. But it's by Brian Hill and Elena Casagrande on the art. What'd you think, dude? Uh, you know, I dig it, man. I dig it. It's cool. Yeah, Um, I wouldn't wouldn't say it's the world's greatest comic, but it's good. Yeah, I agree. Art is. Solid as always. Mm-hmm. Satana, you know, looks great. Yeah, <laughs> figure that was gonna be hitting some of your buttons. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the art's better in this than it had been the last. Like, this is better than what it had been last couple, in my opinion, because we had some some wonky spots before. But like, and then that the collector dude looks awesome and then the the one guy that we met the first issue is back and i thought that was pretty cool too yeah agreed so i'm interested in seeing where it goes for sure me too i'm just glad that it's still going and that we still like it yeah even though it's weird that like the bad guy won like, I, that still boggles my mind. The bad guy won. Now they're just not doing anything. It's like, ah, if they win, everything's going to be destroyed. It's like, no, a lot's changed. <laughs> she's just hanging out. Yeah, she's just chilling. All right. So, where are you at with it? Oh, um, yeah, probably like an eight or an eight and a half. I, I don't have much bad to say about it. It's just yeah. not going to knock your socks off. I'm about at an eight too. I think it'd be rated higher if Batman Robin wasn't so good this week. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but yeah. All right. Next we got Wesley Don's Sandman number five, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Riley Rosmo. You know, I've I've liked all the issues, man. I like this one too. Yep. Riley does a good job, like with a lot of times with this book, especially it's like when it seems like Riley's more allowed to 
do weird shit with layouts and stuff. It's just better. And you get that a lot in this one. Like for those that, you know, even though you're probably not watching it directly like this, the layout of this panel, and then it cuts to the next one. They, they, you know, they have blam, blam. And then it's like that, like that just, that's creative stuff that you get. And it just adds to this story where it, this story probably wouldn't be as cool if it wasn't, you know, taking that extra step of creativity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And like, one thing that's kind of nice is like, since I haven't read Sam and Mystery Speeder yet, even I have it, I just haven't had time to read it yet. Like, I wasn't sure if the big reveal, the big bad guy, if that care, like, I was like, I had suspect of him, but I was also like, he might be in the regular book and he might be like a standard character that he just is around. So I don't really know for sure, you know, like if that, if that guy could be it or not. And then it's like, oh, no, you're it. He really is it. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like like for you, that's probably not as big of a reveal because you're like, yeah, I've read all of this. I know this guy doesn't ever appear again. Right. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's fine. That's fine. It doesn't have to blow me away, but it's still neat for you. Um. But yeah, I mean, I this I think this is Riley's strongest work. I really like it. I I'm not going to say it's his strongest because he had uh better and like some of the earlier issues where like he was doing big splash pages oh i i just mean this series oh okay it's his strongest i can see that too yeah yeah because he like because he's gone like he's been allowed to go really hard on some of these issues Mm -hmm. where you at though easy nine yep same here dude we're we're kind of matching a bit too much with this and then batman and robin by joshua williamson and Nicholas on the art and I love the art in this what do you think same you know like, like I said it's the same artist as the Azrael book so I'm all about it um story's pretty neat too yeah I a like a lot of good, good character bit. moments um you know it's it's nice to see Bruce and Damien be people and not just angsty broody boys mm-hmm. so it was yeah. good yeah it's neat that we're getting to see batman try to be a dad which is you know kind of different i like that and like the, the first half it's like a zazz related story which for me personally i don't give a like two shits about zazz like <laughs> at all like the only time like that character can work is when he's just killing people and Batman's trying to catch him. You know, like him going toe to toe with Batman, that's not gonna work. Like that's not interesting. And like I'm glad it wasn't the whole issue that we got the second, you know, the, the second part of like actual, you know, interesting stuff. And he even admits he can't go toe to toe with Batman. Yeah, because it's like, I don't know, Zaz is just to me such a lame character. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I I like this a lot. I'm I'm really just all in on this this ride so i'm probably at a, a i'll say a personal nine and a half that'll be my pick of the week yeah i'm at a nine excited for the flat line at the end yeah glad to see her back um it's good stuff mm-hmm. what are you excited about in the coming weeks uh let's see here i'll go with 
Well, they're really cranking out Batman, huh? Mm-hmm. Probably Daredevil. Incredible Hulk. Hmm. It's a lot out this week, but not necessarily for me. Not necessarily very good. And we'll say Green Lantern. I don't know. Alright, um, so I'll say Six Fingers, Cobra Commander, and Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Right on. Okay, so the NBA All-Star Game was, you know, or the All-Star Weekend was this weekend. So it gave me four characters that will be, like, would be, like, your All-Stars for the comic book industry, like, you know for the the past let's just say from here to last year that you'd be like yeah these are my four all-stars i'll give you my my four all-stars and we'll make a team and decide and we'll both decide on the starting lineup well uh what exactly do you mean like books that we've read that we liked or no just characters so we'll make it character based okay well my number one starter it's Sportsmaster. they're not playing a game <laughs> I thought that's what you wanted. No, no, no. I'm just saying like four characters that are like that have had like really strong showings in the past year that you'd be like, yeah, this would be my starter if, you know, like we were making an all-star team of the comic characters that have come out. Fine. Not yeah, okay, sports, sports master. master. <laughs> his, his limited series was so good. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the birds of prey okay mm, i know that's a lot to choose from yeah as well as let's see i'll try to try to keep a balance between marvel and dc uh hulk i always seem to love hulk when it comes out um maybe not necessarily this series but i'm gonna throw in Geralt of rivia and hmm. just to be silly i'm gonna i'm gonna go with uh <laughs> the deer guy from deer editor <laughs> <laughs> all right so for me i'm gonna say superman because he had like like he action comics were, you know, were just was awesome. Superman was awesome. Superman Lost, awesome. You know, World's Finest, awesome. So, and then Batman, Batman's in every book. And, you know, I'll say 60% of them at the very least are awesome. So, Superman, Batman. Um, and then I'll try to get a couple Marvel, Marvel boys in. Um, I think what are some Marvel books that are, oh Wolverine and uh what about Wolverine Ghost Rider or no Wolverine She Hulk get get a lady up in there just like the regular All Star game had but who would who would, who do you think would be in our our starting five we have to you know add uh, you know take out uh, I think Superman Batman for sure starting lineup material yeah yeah I mean Superman is gonna be the overall number one for us, I think. Yeah. I think She-Hulk can make that. 
Yeah, because we both love her. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in Cassandra Kane because she was in both Batgirls, which we really liked, and she's also mm-hmm. in Birds of Prey, which has been stellar. So there's four. Hmm. Now who was because okay, who was your Marvel choice? Because you had one for Marvel and you had Hulk. your old Hulk. Uh, Hulk could be in there. Yeah, Hulk could certain, be in there. yeah. You don't love it as much as me, but you still like it. So yeah, I mean. And and you know, I mean, like it's it's growing on me. I'll say that. Yeah. So there we go. Couple of Hulks, Batman, Superman, and a Batgirl. Solid team. Man, you're not you're not scoring on that deep and you know interior defense. No. no <laughs> let us know. Let us know who your uh, guys's uh, yearly all stars are. Yeah. What books you're loving or characters you're loving. All right, that brings us to the end of the episode. All right, closing plugs, head on over to facebook.com slash two worlds podcast and give the page a like. You can also follow us on X at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast at gmail.com and head on over to the YouTube channel. We are two worlds podcast on YouTube and subscribe. And remember, Dakota Johnson, I know you're listening. That movie doesn't reach two billion. Just tweet at us and we'll set up our date. Ugh. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. We'd love to stay in chat, but I have to go whack it over Casey. So we'll catch you next time. See ya. Usually, usually how it goes after the podcast. Bye, guys. <laughs>